Hey guys, welcome back to the USMLE Coaches Corner. My name is Dr. Paul. I am here with Dr. Stavros. Everybody. Today we are talking about question banks and how you guys are probably using them incorrectly. Doc, we everybody uses question banks and yep. it's definitely one of the areas, at least from my experience, where students are making the biggest mistakes and because questions are so important not only to gauge your knowledge, but also just to test your test taking skills and refine them, if you're not doing it right, or at least not doing it as efficiently as possible, you're simply not gonna max out your score. So let's get this started with, can you tell me some of the biggest mistakes just off the top of your head students are making with question banks, and then I'll do the same and then we could talk about the right approach to take. Okay, well they're very eager, and I get that. I was eager too as a medical student, so they're eager to do questions, so they'll do a random block time. So they get the questions wrong, they get a 35, 40%, and they wonder why. When you and say, tell them, when, when you say random, do you mean like they'll pick a random topic or mix everything together? Mix, mix okay. random. Completely. Yeah, they go, you know, I'll just get a block of 40. I'll pick every topic possible in the QBank mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll add stress, I'll add time to it. And let me see what I do. Mm -hmm. So they usually get a low percentage and they keep at it over and over and over again. And then on top of that, they go to the explanations. They don't take time to read everything. They just stop and they go hunting for the information. So a typical bank would say 40 questions they'll do they'll spend three four five hours reviewing that and that's a big no-no in my book and your book because you're just wasting too much time too much time okay so the first thing the first problem that i see there and, and i agree with you that i see students doing it as well is just off the top just doing random it makes yeah. no sense and, and guys this is why if you need to master a skill i always go back to let's say you want to learn the piano or you want to learn the violin are you going to spend 20 minutes playing the piano, 20 minutes playing the trumpet, 20 minutes playing the, the saxophone, 20 minutes playing the drums, or are you gonna put all your energy into the piano until you're comfortable with that, and then if you wanna do something else, move on. Obviously, you're going to do that. And the same thing applies to mastering information when it comes to USMLE prep. Yeah. What you focus on, you get better on. If you're focusing on everything, you're focusing on nothing. It's just, and, and, and this applies to everything in your life. If you're not, if you want something and you want to get better at something, you have to focus on it, not forever, but at least for a week or two until you've got a good solid grasp so that you can comfortably then move forward. And when you do your review of that old topic, everything still makes sense. But that's why focusing on topics at a time is important. And then once you've gone through a whole, bank, a whole question bank doing this, then you can move on to let's say Amboss or another question bank and mix it up. And at that point, then you've seen everything, you've hopefully done well mastering everything. And at that point, you're actually able to test yourself on things that you're comfortable with. So mixing it up makes more sense. Well, I mean, yeah, because for example, step one, you have nine system topics, right? Cardio, GI, nephro, et cetera. Then you have biochem, micro, immuno, biostats. You have cell uh, physiology, pharmacology, inflammation, neoplasia. So you're telling me now you're going to put them all in 40 questions and then how you are supposed to work on everything. It's impossible. That's why students take, take advice from their friends or colleagues, even their schools, because those people who are advising sometimes aren't, um, they, they really haven't taken the test themselves. Because I was, I was a student, they said the same thing. Stavros, do two, 300 questions a day. So what I do, I do two, two 300 questions a day but I would get 20, 30% because I didn't know the content. I just kept spinning my, my wheel and my energy over and over and over again, now working on the foundation, which was material first, then exercise, stamina on the questions, review and score high. That's the whole point. They're doing it all wrong, that upsets me.
because they're wasting a lot of energy, expelling a lot of energy out there. And, and, again, and you know, not only is it bad for your progress, but <clears throat> when you get through school and then you start prepping for your USMLEs, everyone tells you to basically do something different than you've done all the way up until this point in your life. For example, I never, hardly ever did questions in undergrad to prep for exams. It just wasn't something I did. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't you do questions for the USMLE, it's a different beast, but students tend to, you get day one of med school, all you hear is first aid and do questions, first aid and do questions, and then you forget that, hey, maybe the best way that you learn is by doing X or Y, and you just throw that off to the side. And a lot of students then do something that's just not the best for them to learn. Uh, for example, if all you're doing questions, like they tell you, and that's just not a good way for you personally to learn, then what happens is not only do you do poorly, but you think maybe I'm just not cut out for this because I'm not getting any better. Like you said, and if you're mixing things up and you are trying to do questions on topics you haven't mastered, not only are you gonna do poorly and not get better, you're gonna to start to think, hmm, maybe I'm just not smart enough for this or I'm not cut out for this. And so many students, and you know this as well as I do, come to us, they've been either struggling for a year or more, or they've taken the exam two or three times and they're not even close, and then when they tell us what they've done, it's misguided <laughs> advice that they took from someone who had good intentions. You know, like if you go to Reddit, everyone has good intentions because they all say do first aid, do U-World. But unless you know how to use the hammer and the nails and the screwdriver and the power saw, you're never gonna build the house. You're just gonna be sitting there spinning your wheels. And so you really have to make sure that when you approach question banks, you're doing it intentionally. You don't just do it to do it. You have a specific goal. My goal this week, Monday to Friday, I am going to become a master of anatomy. And That's I'm it. gonna dig into anatomy and I'm gonna do questions and I'm gonna review, go back and review other resources when I come across topics in my question bank that I maybe just don't understand or I don't grasp 100%. You have to, like you always say, you have to saturate yourself with one topic at a time. It's the only way to really get that 230, 240, 250 plus. Otherwise, you're never gonna get beyond average. If you, nope. if you take an average approach, which is what everyone tells you just to use, without having a strategy, never gonna get there. And then, and then on top of that, when I ask students, I'm like, okay, so you do a random block, okay, and you scored whatever you scored. How do you review them? And they go, well, I look at, you know, I read the answer choice, I see why it's wrong, I move on. Yep. I'm like, well, I'm like, I, it's just like basically opening up first aid and every day just picking random pages and reading that. How can you build any foundation or any topic to begin with? And also, are you working on answering questions? Because I've seen this a lot, like you've seen that too, where students study a lot, but then they second guess themselves. They choose second best answer. They read too fast or they read too slow or they don't highlight. They don't read the last couple of sentences. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, just answering questions, it's a whole different beast. You have to learn the information first and get comfortable answering questions and assess yourself why you're getting them wrong. If you don't do that, that's why people do UWorld once, twice, thrice, and they slowly increase. Yeah. That's why they do random all the time, and they get 35, 45, 55%. Because if that's the case, we'd all get 270s and pass with a UWorld and first aid doing it multiple times. It just doesn't work that way. It yeah. just doesn't. So we've established that that's a bad idea. Yeah. What <laughs> What would be the, the ideal way for students? Let's say they, they do a block of 40. Yeah. How do you recommend for our students uh, when you're working with them one-on-one, -on -one, how do you recommend them to go through and review the actual information? 
Okay, so for example, let's say if we chose that this week we'll do microbiology, the student does micro. I then would say, you don't have to do a block of 40, you could do 10, 20, 30. I'd say you could either do it, uh, first of all, no time, because time is stressful. Because if you have time, you have to read the question fast and maybe you're reading too fast to begin with. Then I would tell them, you could do it tutor mode or non-tutor mode. The reason why I like tutor mode at the beginning is because you read the question, you get the answer choice, you get it wrong, immediately you figure out why you got it wrong. You go back and try to assess, was it the content? Did I miss a little, little trick here and there? Or did I actually get caught and I took their trick and it misled me to the wrong answer? And eventually what happens is then we move them into doing it no tutor mode and doing it times because that's the whole point. You have to learn what's going on. You have to learn how to, you know, pet, you know, you pedal the bicycle and, and swing the golf club and, you know, and, and, and practice a skill before you go and actually do it on yeah. exam day. Yeah. And how much, <laughs> so here's a, here's a classic uh, sure. complaint. It takes me too long to go through a full block to review. Um, oh. What's how do you how do you how does someone become efficient at getting through a block of forty, reviewing the material? How does someone do that in an efficient manner instead of taking three to four hours? Well, I tell them if you need this, put a timer on your phone. You go over every question. You look at the question. You know, let's for example, let's say you get the answer wrong. Figure out why you got it wrong, why the answer is right, why A is right, and then go back to the question step. And then put a timer on five minutes because if you're spending hours and hours on these questions, the explanations, ladies and gentlemen, is high yield. It's like first aid. Yeah. Whether it's Amboss or for or, or, or UWorld. And I would say take notes. If you realize you're getting the same kind of questions wrong, maybe that's an alert to say, well, maybe I need to go back and review microbiology, yeah. bacteria, virology, gram positive, gram negative, instead of just hitting the high yield, hitting the high yield, you feel good, you're patting yourself on the back. And later you're like, I don't know anything. I don't have the connections. And that's why you take three, four, five, six hours to do a block of 40. It's unacceptable in my book, in your book. Put a timer on, five minutes, realize why you got it wrong, fix yourself, assess. If you need to go back, go back. It will take time to work to, to, to do this. This is a board exam, it's not a quiz. It's a USMLE exam, mm -hmm. which is one of the most difficult exams in the world. So and that's, so, why, that's you, why it is what it is. Yeah, something I just want to clarify we're not saying to rush through we're saying yeah. to be efficient so if you come across a topic like you said if you're getting if you see a pattern of hey i'm getting this wrong pretty consistently take time go and review something more dense and build that foundation yeah. like you don't need to get through your 40 question review in in, a, in an hour if you have to stop and go do something that's fine you're saying though don't spend four hours reading high yield material because at the end of the day, that four hours should be spent mastering that material, not yeah, just exactly. glossing over the, the surface level stuff. Yeah, right? because they'll read the question, they'll read the answers, and they'll use the explanations of the answer choices as study, which is, I understand to a point, it, it's it's effective and efficient, but then there's no connections made. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, like you said, read it, take your time. It's always quality over quantity. I've always said that to we say that with our students. And then make notes and say, well, I need to go back to my textbooks, to my video series, to relearn a few things instead of saying I'm just going to read the explanations and move on it's not enough it's just a it's really like a little band-aid instead of really learning the foundation really understanding it you won't be able to comprehend it and um, and be effective efficient on exam day so. yeah no exactly okay so oh, we tough. we figured out we're going to do subject specific uh, now yep. we know how to efficiently get through a review um, yep. what is the next step I mean where, where does someone go from here now that they, okay. they're equipped with that information? 
Yeah, so then basically as you learn topic by topic, microbiology, you know, biochemistry, immunology, as you keep moving forward, then you add more of those topics to your questions. So then eventually you you take more baby steps and you get prepared to doing more randomized, um, meaning topics, it's control. You're not taking questions from all different topics. You take questions from topics you've already have covered and eventually transition over to adding time because time is very stressful mm -hmm. to a point where you finish your prep and you do multiple blocks of random timed, random timed, fix all those little cracks of yours. You have to go back, maybe reread a few topics in first aid, your notes, to eventually taking in BMEs, to making sure that you have consistent scoring above average, to then walk in and score high on your exam, move on to step two, CK and residency. That's all, it just takes time, it's different layers. That's why I tell students, don't rush things. Mm -hmm. If you rush, you might feel more accomplished. Moving is in progress. If you're moving forward, it's not necessarily pro you're progressing forward. You're just moving. You have to make sure you see results. Results are what what's is important eventually. So you're saying as you move forward, implement uh, a more of a mixed strategy. Are you saying do a question bank two or three times essentially then? Well, if you do eventually, if you, let's say finish a Q bank and then you done with, let's say U world, you'd have to move on to a second Q bank. That being said, the original QBank that you've used, you use that as like a resource to assess why you got questions wrong. Mm -hmm. That's all That's all it is. You can't do the same bank twice, because then what are you doing it for? I tell students, why are you doing a bank once, twice, thrice to get from 55, 85%? You saw the same You saw the same question two, three yeah. times. I mean, you're patting yourself on the back for what? To then go in and fail, then wonder why you failed? So that's why you have to use multiple resources for QBanks. Not one isn't enough nowadays. You gotta yeah. use more than one. Yeah, and I know, I know that students will see this or hear this and they'll say, well, my situation's a little bit different. Um, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, just trying to master a topic by seeing the same questions over and over, it's not gonna do it. I don't care how many, if you've been out of school for 50 years, that's not the way to do it. You have to learn, fine tune, and then challenge yourself with something you haven't seen before. Same concepts, same info, but just ask differently. And if you don't do that, like you said, you're not gonna progress. Yeah, you might be moving forward doing more, but you're not actually getting quality work done. You're just you're just going for quantity at this time, at this point, and that's not gonna get the job done. So um, any last words you wanna talk about here with uh, QBanks? I just want students to realize comfort if you feel comfortable, many times it's it's not a good thing. Many students choose certain ways to approach these QBanks because they feel less stressed and they feel more comfortable. And I could say with my experience, your experience, nine out of 10 times, it's actually not it's not an advantage at all, it's a disadvantage, yeah, you're yeah. actually hurting yourself. So you have to really have either one of us push you, or have somebody who knows what's going on to guide you. Because if you're just doing it because it's less stressful, Unfortunately, it's gonna really hit you later when you're like not seeing the numbers, you're not seeing the results you wanna see. So always take that advice. Comfort and stress, the more uncomfortable you are, the better it is because you're grown. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you're approaching your USMLE prep and you're trying to do it in as, in, in a, as easy way as possible, then you're definitely taking the wrong approach and you're going into it with the wrong mentality. It's, it's a tough exam. There's a lot to know uh, and it's extremely challenging. So you can either do one of two things. You can live with the, uh, the, the pain of discipline today, yep. or you can live with the pain of regret forever. It's up to you. I mean, and honestly, students out there watching this, this is why we do what we do. That's why we work with students individually. That's why we have our USMLE drills for those people out there who are drilling. 
and everything else we're going to be releasing you have to put the time in now you have to really grow put invest the time two three four months be uncomfortable yep. push 10 12 hour days take the test pass and then enjoy the more you take the more stressful it's going to be the more review you're going to do which you're not reviewing and then eventually you won't get the scores that you want that's all it is yeah i mean the last thing i'll say is you know every day if you plan everything out and you are committed to executing stay disciplined to execute what you got to do you're going to feel a lot better than you know if you don't get things done today and then it drags into tomorrow and then before you know it you're weeks and weeks behind and you've been studying for eight, 10 12 months um it's just not it's not pleasant and you're gonna feel crappy and i'd rather you know push hard now and be happy forever as opposed to you know stay comfortable now but then always regret that hey i wish i would have pushed myself harder because guess what you can never get today back so yeah. if you didn't put in a hundred percent effort today then you are behind you're behind your competitors you're behind yeah. in your prep and you're only hurting yourself so it really if, if you if you want it badly enough you'll push yourself and you'll follow proper strategic advice instead of just doing what you think you should do based on what people tell you to do on reddit because then eventually you burn out right i mean if you're at it For five sure. six seven eight nine ten months i've seen it people are like doctors are like I am tired. Yeah, because you're spinning your wheels every day. You're not getting the results that you want. You know we'll show you how to do it in less time, be more effective, efficient, score high. Don't you want that? Yeah. Well, they, they, they go their own way and then eventually burn out and they give up. I see more people burning out who haven't even taken the test because they're just, yeah. they've been studying forever than people who buckle down are doing 12 to 14 hours a day for, you know, two, three months solid. Those people don't burn out because they get the results. And then they're like, oh, I, I put in the work, I got the result. The people who are burning out are losing motivation and, and deciding to quit because they're just not seeing progress because they're not doing everything that they should be doing on a daily basis. Anyway, kind of beating Love a dead it. horse here. So um, appreciate your time, Doc. I appreciate you guys Thank for you. sticking around to the end. We will see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you.